much for meeting us in this place and reminding us that we are a delivered people. Uh, Father, sometimes we, we forget that. Life gets in the way, or we are enslaved to things, and we forget that you are the God uh, who brings us through, the God who protects us from the enemy. And Father, we just thank you that we can share those words today. Father, thank you for every person that's here today, whether it be uh, somebody coming to, to show appreciation for their moms, those that are worshiping together today. Father, if it's somebody who is coming to celebrate a senior or maybe to watch a baby be devoted to the Lord, dedicated to the Lord by parents. Father, we just thank you today for the opportunity, the moment that we have uh, to be in your presence, to be here together. Father, we just thank you and we just pray that today would be a day of celebration, a day where we have some fun together, where we feel filled with joy, uh, a day where we remember and celebrate uh, our, our moms and just pray a special blessing in their lives. Just pray that you would continue to use them to teach us mighty things in us. Thank you so much for this opportunity to worship, to share in your word. We pray that you would be with us. We ask this all through Jesus and the church together says, amen. So we're going to play a quick game of musical chairs um, just to liven things up. No, just kidding. We're not going to do that. I just want to remind you guys that on uh, um, next Sunday, a week from today, is going to be a baptism Sunday. I think we have, I don't know where Julie went there, uh, about we have, what, 15 people signed up already, uh, a lot of students and stuff. It's amazing. Um, it's going to be uh, going to be a lot of fun. But if that's a commitment that you have not made and you want to make, um, come and talk to one of us. We'll get you. It's not just for students and for, for teens and journey kids. Um, it's really for anybody. So I know that there are some adults over the, the time that have said, hey, we're thinking about this and being a part of this. What a great Sunday uh, to, to do that. And that will be a part of our Sunday service uh, next week that hope that you will be be a part of as well. We're in the second week of a series that's uh, called Ask Jesus, which is obviously a play on uh, an old search engine that used to be online called uh, Ask Jeeves. And so I thought, what would it be like if we actually asked some, some real questions? Had a lot of you come up to me after last Sunday and said, I'm just glad to be at a church where we actually talk about questions that people are really asking. Uh, sometimes in churches, what we do is we, we, we come with, uh, you know, some answers that we want to get to, and we never actually talk about things that we should really talk about. And so if you're visiting today, don't be scared. We're going to have a lot of fun today, too. Um, but we're going to make you regret coming. That's kind of part of my goal uh, here, because we really want people to stick that want to be here. But last, year, uh, last week, we talked about, is it okay for a Christian to, to own a gun? And we kind of talked through that, and, and I had some feedback, um, feedback from you guys. Uh, these, these things are all on our podcast and YouTube and everything else. Although the, the, the number one comment that I got last week was when I shared with you about another, uh, another leader, uh, not in this town, that shared that their church was initiating a new women's small group called Bullets and Biscuits. Um, a lot of you love this idea. Um, April had some other, other words. She wanted to call it walkers and applesauce or something. I don't, I don't quite remember what she wanted to call it. A lot of people, a lot of people said this, uh, which I thought was kind of interesting uh, and an interesting concept, shall we say, um, for, for people to do as a group. But today I want to just take a minute and wish uh, all of our mothers for Mother's Day. Uh, it's always a great day. It's a great day of celebration. I hope that you enjoyed some good time uh, with your families today. But you know, it's also, it's also a moment that, that brings some sadness to some moms. 
Uh, some moms, maybe you've lost little ones along the way, or maybe you've lost big ones along the way. Uh, or maybe you were uh, part of that family where, where you just weren't able uh, to have kids. We always want to give a voice and a moment to celebrate all of our women um, and, and want to just affirm that God, God loves you, that you are valuable and powerful for us, um, and it just really means, means the world. So let's just wish our moms a happy Mother's Day for today. Just kind of one more time. <coughs> I left my mom a message. Uh, she, they usually watch online, so hi, Mom. Uh, she's, she's over there. But I thought, what, what a great way to, for us to celebrate Mother's Day than for me maybe to tell some embarrassing stories about my mom. Anybody disagree with that? Think that's a good idea? I love that. Okay. So in South Africa, if you know, the seasons are changed, right? They're opposite to now. So they're going into winter, and then Christmas is in, is in the summer. Well, at Christmas, we have these bugs that are called Christmas beetles. They kind of look like this, okay? They're harmless. They don't sting and scare. They already know. I can tell you wherever they're sitting right now, they are laughing because they know what story's about to come. Um, but th- they're, they're, they're harmless, and they love rose bushes. So if you have rose bushes in your garden, they love to do this. Now, in South Africa, we don't do as much central heating and air, so people leave windows and doors open. And I don't know if you know this about bugs, but if there's an open window, sometimes they make their way into your house. Uh, and us kids, we were sitting around, I think we were sitting in the breakfast tables, only our family, thankfully. And one of these bugs kind of, they, they fly like bumblebees. You know, you know that they're sort of slow and a little careless. Well, one flew into my mom's shirt, okay? And they have like little, and they're, and they're, quite, they're, they're quite sizable, probably the size of the end of my thumb. And uh, it kind of crawled in her, and I think it kind of went down the back of her shirt. So immediately, she just like started, you know, declothing in the living room. Okay, then what happened was after, and we are just laughing hysterically because that's what children do, right? Did any of us help? Absolutely not. If we had had iPhones, we'd have been filming this, and I'd have been showing you a video today. Um, But then what happened was it kind of crawled down and went down her pants, okay? So my mother, who I love, God bless her, okay, she is pretty much, you know, you, you get the picture, right? I mean, there's just clothes everywhere, and we're just hysterically laughing. So now, at most of our family functions, which what happens, you guys do this too, right? Uh, when you start, you know, everybody has lunch, and everybody's nice, and then you start telling all the embarrassing stories. This comes up every time we're together. And if it's Christmas, we're like, oh, Mom, I think there's a beetle over there. Wait, 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 wait. Every time, every time. Um, and it's really, uh, it's really hugely, hugely abusing. Um, but that's a fun story about my mom. So next time you see her, uh, with, you know, just make sure to bring that up. Um, it's kind of like, have you ever had that, that thing when people talk about their head being itchy, you know, or you get that letter that comes home from, from school that says there's been a, been a life outbreak, you know, with your kids and maybe they send you a picture, you know, just a nice close up educational picture of what life looks like. Um, and then they talk about, you know, just make sure to look for eggs and bugs and all. are you, your head starting to feel itchy? Right, th- it's the power of suggestion. Everybody's like, ah, no, I, I don't like this. I hate this. I absolutely hate this. I'm trying to be educational here, uh, tr- trying to be educational as well. Just remember today, when you take those selfies together and you put your heads together, um, that's the primary way that life spreads. Uh, so just want to make sure that you, uh, we want to educate you. Um, I think there might have been an outbreak among our staff, but uh, it's not been confirmed. Um, I'm just kidding. If you guys know me at all, you know that uh, jokes and sarcasm are kind of my love language. And last week we talked about gun ownership. I thought today, since we have a full crowd, why don't we ask this question? How involved should I be in politics? 
okay? You guys like this one already? Okay, nobody's left yet, so this is, this is, uh, this is good. We're going to actually talk about this a little bit today, and I think that hopefully there'll be something valuable and powerful for us as well. This is one thing I want us to know, and a premise that I think you'll agree with as well. Most of the things in our world try to force us to be silent. Our world is very good at this. When they present something, they're always trying to help you decide which side of this you need to be on. And a lot of the stuff that we watch on TV or that we consume on social media often has this this side underneath that wants us to have a certain persuasion when we are finished. There are very few objective things in our world today. The world tries to divide us constantly. You're either here or you're here. You either bank at Emerald National or Happy State Bank. And somehow these two are mortal enemies. You either believe in this or this. Now, some of this rivalry is fun, right? If we, we talk about sports teams and everybody comes, oh, I bet on this one. I don't, you know, this is the, my team, this is my team. And we have conversations about that. That's okay. That's kind of lighthearted and positive, even though a lot of people take that too far as well. I need us to know this. The world not only tries to divide us or make us two sides, but the, the world also wants our loyalty. The world is better at evangelism than the church. Because they go out there and they say, this is what we want you to do, and people follow. This is why when Isaiah writes in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 2, it says, the people are walking in darkness. And they have seen a great light. And those living in the land of darkness, the light has dawned. Jesus says this a little differently in the Sermon on the Mount of Matthew 5. He says, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. He's saying we need to have this idea and this attitude that we are exuding light in a world of darkness. Now, I don't think anybody would disagree with what I've said, and hopefully you won't find that much disagreement because I'm going to just talk about some bigger things today. The one thing that we need to know, and if you take nothing else away from this sermon, if this, if this is what governs you in, in the coming months, I don't know if you know this, we're going to be in an election year next year, and people are going to lose their minds because it happens all the time. But I want you to remember this in your mind. People are not the enemy Satan is. And we forget this very quickly because what we've been told by the world is you pick your side, and if somebody's not on your side, then they are your enemy. And that is not the truth. Satan is the enemy. And Satan wants us to believe that other people are the enemy. This is why when Paul writes to the Ephesian church in Ephesians chapter 6, beginning in verse 10, it says, Be strong in the Lord and his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. Translation, people are not the enemy. But against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world. And against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, Put on the full armor of God so when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, to stand. People are not the enemy. Satan is the enemy. Now this one, this next one might be harder for us to hear because we've been conditioned to think otherwise. The other side is not always wrong. 
I'm not saying that there's not differences, but Satan tries to lie to us and say everything that the other side is doing is wrong and bad. It's just not true. I know that we have deep-seated beliefs and deep-held beliefs that we carry close, and there is nothing wrong with that as long as we balance that appropriately. But I think what we try to do is we draw lines because the world tells us to, and what we do is we basically become dismissive of everything on the other side. And it doesn't even matter what that is. It doesn't matter if it's politics or people or anything else. But Satan manipulates us to believe that people are bad and people are wrong and that I'm somehow the moral center of everything in the world. I love that at every election they always say this is the most important election of our lives. That's in every single election. If we don't get this one right, <clears throat> who knows what's going to happen. When was the last time you had a, an election or a political thing that said, you know what, guys, this one just really doesn't matter. If you want to sit out an election to vote, this is the one to sit out. When was the last time you heard that? Everybody's always like, this is the one. If we don't get this one right, then, you know, whatever. And unfortunately, we have to be a little bit more discriminating to say, hey, I need to see things in the light of what they say. What is that light that Isaiah talks about, that Jesus talks about? We must see kingdoms over Jesus, in the Sermon on the Mount, later in chapter 6, verse 33, he says, Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will find their place. We need to keep the kingdom, we need to keep the empire in place below the kingdom. The kingdom of God should be our primary priority, and not just in politics, but in life. Listen, if you have watched the stock market in the last month, it's been fun, hasn't it? I look at it. I try hard to keep myself dismissed enough to realize, first of all, whatever numbers are on a page are not real right now. I don't actually own these things. God does anyway. So let's just enjoy the ride. But how anxious do we get when we look at our bank statements or the stock market or other things? Because wh what the empire is good at is dividing us, forcing us to choose sides, blaming someone for what's happening. Because we believe in empire that everything just always needs to go up. But in kingdom, we learn that there's going to be valleys, uh, there's going to be mountains and valleys, and God is in both of those things. Even when Jesus is asked by his people and says, how should we deal with, with taxes and politics and other things, Jesus has a brilliant answer. He says, give to Caesar what is Caesar's and give to God what is God's. And they were amazed at what he said because what he's really saying is, Seek first the kingdom, be involved under that, allow that to govern your life. Don't allow these other things to govern your life. As we engage our lives, and especially as we head maybe into a new year where people are going to be divided, isn't it awful to think, it's, it's like saying, hey, we're going to have, you know, you know we're going to go to a party and half the people in the room are going to be there mad because we're celebrating this person's birthday. That's not a party we would want to go to. And yet we allow it, and we almost invite it into our lives, and we need to be careful. The first thing we need to do is love God. That's first and primary for everybody, right? First commandment, love the Lord your God 
all your heart, soul, mind, strength. Second one is love your neighbor as yourself, right? Love people. See them as people. And third, seek the kingdom. Do you know how easy life would be if we just did this? Now, I can't do this well. Maybe we struggle too. Keeping God in his rightful place, you know how hard that is? Loving people, even when there's disagreement and challenge, you know how hard that is? You know, you know how difficult it is to take the kingdom out of that spot and put the uh, take the empire out of that spot and put the kingdom there? And yet if we did this, it would transform the way we think of people. Love God. Love people. Thank you for thank you for short sermons. <laughs> thank you that we can just maybe have a sense of humor about things. God, I just pray that today I just pray that today you would reset our minds. That we would walk more closely We, we often give our hearts away to the world. Help us to be a bit more guarded. And Father, help us to give our hearts to you. Help us to love the people well. Help us to see the kingdom. Thank you that we can talk about anything. Thank you that we can come to you with all of our ups and our downs, and you will do amazing things. Pray that you would bless us today as we celebrate with our friends. And we ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. As always, there will be